Hi, folks. Um, there is some discussion of fitness as how it relates to weight loss in the interview, just so you know. And as usual, we will probably be talking about ADHD because... Oh, hi, Hound. It's us. And Hound. Not. Secondly... We have pets. Yes. Hi, yes. One of whom has just decided all of a sudden, I don't know where she was asleep, but suddenly she's like, "We there are people talking and I have to go now. Yes, so people who are talking and not petting how. Yes. Uh, so interruptions happen from animals. Sometimes it's this sort of thing. Sometimes it's loud barking. Sometimes uh, a cat needs to be corrected with a spray bottle. <laughs> and that brings ah! us to our third warning. And the cat, a cat just came in at high speed. Yes. <sighs> Hi, Shaw. And so our third warning is that we swear. Yes. Often at the animals. Not at my little shazzy wazzy. Who's my little shazzy wazzy? Yes, it's you. Yes, it's you. Okay. We're and not, then we're not also having that. sometimes there's that. Yeah, uh, but we're marked explicit for language and, and not much else. Yes, there is There's just explicit making shazzy wazzy yaw noises. My little buddy. Anyway, um, yes, you're my welcome buddy. to Productivity Alchemy episode 236. I have a very, very interesting interview with uh, Maria later this episode. I'm not going to... I just... I completely skipped out of my head how to say your last name. But... Um, uh, yeah, uh, we had a fascinating talk about... As long as you knew it during the interview. I did, I did. It's just been several weeks. Yes, uh, and I didn't write down a pronunciation guide, which is not like me. But anyway, um, and uh, uh, Maria has a really interesting way to stay productive, and I was really, really excited to talk to her about it. Um, no, no. Plus, we talked about health and... Um, glucose monitoring of all things and yeah no it was it was great um so we'll get to that in a bit um how has your week been uh it's one of those weeks when i have a lot going on of of things that are scheduled out so it's like uh, today i had to meet with the contractor to fix the foundation finally thank you jesus i got the good <laughs> the good contractor carlos whom we love yes. uh, because the other guy was just uh flaked he ghosted uh, on both of us yeah like i was calling him daily and he ghosted me yeah so, so. Uh, uh but carlos will save us again and uh so that's great and then like tomorrow i have to drive to maryland and yeah uh, but it's for a good reason. For a good reason, yes. And uh, I've already forgotten what Monday was like. Uh, Monday... I edited a book. I you, finished you editing edited. a book yeah, Monday. Yeah, you were yes. editing. So I've actually gotten a lot of words written so far. I'm like, you know, uh, it's at almost a word count for the week, which is good because since I am driving to maryland overnight tomorrow <laughs> i don't expect to get anything done for two days but right uh right. it's it's just a it, it feels very frantic even though it's like not super frantic but in my head it's frantic right yeah yeah oh uh, well i mean i i i feel you yeah. I, I know how it, how it goes uh i've got um a couple deadlines coming up for work and I realized that I am uh, 
uh, MAGFest and all of the pre-planning for MAGFest took a lot more out of me than I thought. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm behind on so many other things. Now, I did find a new tool, and I will probably talk about it more at length next week when I talk to the person who introduced me to the tool. Oh, cool. Um, it's called ClickUp, and it's really, really nifty, and I'll probably have a lot more to say about it next week when I've had a little more time with it. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, that scheduling <coughs> thing like consumed your life for days. Uh, for like the entire month of December. Yeah. It was like after work I would be fiddling with it and then I would just be like, why can't I do anything else? My brain will not... And there was anxiety there too. Oh yeah. Because it was the first time I was doing it and I wanted to get it right and uh, my post I sent a post-event survey to my crew because I wanted to, I, I, feedback's important. Oh, yeah. Right? And so it was fascinating to see the results. And in a lot of ways, people were very positive about the schedule. There are a couple of flaws that I was sort of aware of going in, but it was nice to have that confirmed. Um, and then there were some other things that I need to reach out to people about. Yeah. Because there are, you know, some things that I was not aware of that happened in the room while I was not there. And now I have to go find out more. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, yeah. uh, all that aside, it was, it was pretty much a month when every evening you were sitting and staring at a spreadsheet and poking things and, and swearing a lot and swearing and, and people, you know, dropping out and you having to revamp. And it was, yeah, you, you were, you were really like, yeah. You you were miserable. Yeah. Um which is why I'm hoping to one I'm hoping to have a uh use that experience to create something to automate the process. Mm -hmm. Because automating the process it would go a long ways, right? And then um I, one big success. One of the things I did do towards the very end was I slung some code and I made a thing that would read the spreadsheet and display it on a screen. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and one, that's going to be the basis for an open source.com article, but also it meant that people weren't coming in constantly to look at the spreadsheet to see who was on or right. things like that. Usually there's a lot of people coming in and going, Hey, uh, when am I on next? Blah, blah, blah. And that seemed to be a lot less this time. And I think one having a display that said who's on right now was really helpful. And the other is I also made it so that you could go to that same web page, choose a different menu option, and there was a drop down where you could see your own schedule. And I'm going to try to make that better next year. Um, so at least I got two improvements and, um, none of the swearing was about that. That was just like in the last couple of days when I'm like, I can't stare at this spreadsheet in this way any longer. Let me. Stare at it from code. <laughs> um, but it was a good challenge, too, because I, I got to uh, learn some new tricks, which yes, I liked. But now you, you are feeling behind and like well, you I, have, I, had I, no bandwidth. Yeah, because I had no bandwidth, and it also took... Like, I only just now feel like I'm recovered. Mm -hmm. It's been... Has it only been a week? No, it's been more than that. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Yeah. Last week, I wouldn't have said I, I felt in any way, shape, or form recovered. Uh, this week, um, I'm much, I'm not anxious about all the things that I'm behind on because I understand why I'm behind on them and I understand that there was 
anxiety around putting all of that together and getting it right and the event and it takes time to recover oh yeah and um yeah uh but i and i think one thing that actually helped with the recovery was to get away even if it was for like i don't think it was more than two hours an hour and a half uh, in the North Carolina Museum of Art, oh, yes. looking at the traveling Muka exhibit. Yes, we went uh, to the uh, uh, the Museum of Art. It's it's ended now. Sunday was the last day. Had the uh, uh, display of Alphonse Muka's work, who is a great Art yes. Nouveau artist. Who you know, uh, I'm sure there are people who don't like his stuff, but it's hard to th- you can't just throw a rock and hit one. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you don't know who it is, M-U-C-H-A, he did the Job cigarette ad. He did all the, the swirly, you know. Oh, his, the, the seasons is, uh, is famous. Yeah, it's, it's, you'll know the stuff, the style as oh, soon as yeah. you see it. You'll be like, oh, that guy, right, right. Right, yeah. Uh, it's like Toulouse-Lautrec, for that matter. Uh, even more so than Toulouse-Lautrec. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, I think, 99% of fantasy artists go through a phase where they try to do MOOCA stuff. I still do it occasionally uh, when I do art, which isn't, you know... I, I was going to say, I, I think um, uh, Echo X yes, does yes. some amazing things in the style of... Absolutely. Uh, Muka, and um, I want to say that uh, Chaz's work... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, there's definitely, definitely an influence you can, there. You can see that, yeah, and I will link to Chaz's work, because I, I have a complete set of his elements and, um, and a metal print of, uh, I believe that's Chaos sitting over my that that i have and uh, lord knows i yeah. did it plenty in my mis- oh, yeah. youth yeah, yeah. and uh but it was lovely to see in person because i'd never seen any of them in person and mm-hmm. they are uh the the lithographs that uh, are huge yeah i had no idea they were that big. yeah like like the the pictures of uh, often what? are bigger than life size what, what's that noise that is me uh screwing a a weight onto the the oh, okay. bell thing here uh yeah some of them are are you know bigger than a full size human like 9 foot tall kind of things it was and, yeah uh, and it's wonderful, but also when you get up close, if you've only ever seen the reproductions, finally you can see all the little glitches and the yes. flaws and, oh God, it's so gratifying because <laughs> like, and, and someone had told me this, an artist friend of mine, I don't remember who might've been Thornwolf said, uh, you know, this is the best thing is you can go and you can see all the places where the lines don't meet up or they're, you know, uh, overlapped wrong or he clearly just screwed something up and was like, well, too late to fix it now, which with lithoplates, often yeah, too yeah. late to fix it now. And uh, these are some of, like, the greatest works of art of the last 200 years. Oh, yeah. And they have glitches and it's just really gratifying because, I... you know, the, the imperfections... I was taking extreme close-up photos of <laughs> spots where I'm like, yes, this is wrong. Oh, thank God. I I, I think of it um, sometimes like the way I appreciate music, and I've probably talked about this before, but it's been a couple years, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things they included on the anniversary box set for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was a whole bunch of studio takes and outtakes. And what they have is they have, like, version one of the instrumentals for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and then they have, like, 
version take like 30 something and so that you can sort of see the progress but you can also see that what came out on the album didn't start there yeah right? and uh, the art the the two alternate endings for a day in the life and oh my god there's one sequence where they're trying to get the the piano chord right that happens at the end and it's just like five takes of of I guess it was McCartney and Lennon on the piano hitting that giant chord and then like nope nope we were off we were off okay try it again try it again and it's refreshing yeah because it's it's because all we ever see is the perfection and, right yeah yeah and while several people will argue that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is not perfection there are are it is it truly is a masterwork for the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I, I appreciate it as art and not just as this really cool thing I listen to a lot, um, you know, over the years. Because I'll still listen to it over oh, and yeah. over again. Um, but yeah, it's it's just... Mm -hmm. uh, we We forget sometimes how much of everything we see of someone else's work is the curated, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ...stuff yeah. and... Uh, uh, and and this is of course you know absolutely curated uh there there were one or two of his sketches that were rough you yes. know and which which are nice but cuz i mean everybody makes rough sketches but then they have a bunch of his sketches that are just like oh fuck you alphonse my god well there was there was the footage though where it had where it was a, the giant piece from... Um, the Slav Epic? Oh Yeah, one of the pieces from the Slav Epic. And it's nothing but, like, the rough marks where things are. And he stands and he stares at it for, like, I don't know how long, because it was speeded up. It's, it's the old yeah. thing. He walks up, and he, he does one thing on it, and then he looks, and you can tell he's just sitting there thinking, is that right, or did I just screw it up? Nope, that's right. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other nice thing about seeing it at that size is some of them, like all those little lines that, you know, f make up the fabric, in a lot of cases, when it's eight feet tall, you realize these are just ink scribbles the dude was doing, you know? Yeah, like with, but, with, it, but it conveys the texture, It, right? it conveys yeah. the texture, but when it's when you're seeing it only in reproductions in a book that are at most, you know, maybe a foot high... It's these unbelievably detailed little lines, right. whereas in person you're just like slap, scribble, 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 scribble. Okay, yeah, it's lace, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it does become lace when it's a foot high. Yeah, but also when you think about the perspective, because a lot of times the up close is not necessarily where you would see it. It would be a poster on a wall, and so there would yeah. be some distance between Or, you, you know, so yeah. when he was designing, because uh, he did a lot of advertising stuff, so it would be shrunk down to a biscuit tin. Yes. And oh my god, the biscuit, the detail on the, the biscuit tins when it was bigger. Yeah, it's right? like, oh, okay, no wonder this looks amazing, because he was working at four feet tall, and it's being reproduced at, you know, four <laughs> inches. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, but also just some work that you know is it, it, like, and none of this is take away from the fact that the man is blindingly talented. Oh like, God, yeah. you know, like there were some of his original sketches that I'm just like, all right, let me just pitch my paint out the window. <laughs> I'm done here. This is this is too much. The watercolors. Uh, oh my God, the watercolors. Yeah, it wasn't the watercolors. I was thinking it was the the chalk drawings and the charcoal drawings oh, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Or it was just like. Yeah, this is ink wash, 
or this is pencil and white, you know, pen. And it's like, oh, God, screw you. Uh, but <laughs> oh, oh, like like other artists haven't said that about you at times. Yes, and we all say that about Namroth, but... Uh, well, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but still, it's, it's you know, just, dude. Uh, so it was wonderful, and it was lovely, and inspiring, and if I had a lot more free time in my soul, I would go try to make some more Art Nouveau paintings, but I have to write books and yeah. drive to Maryland, so... So, yeah, but you'll have your... your... Uh, your iPad with you? Oh yes. In fact, I'm I'm having to do uh, an art for the uh, the hardcover, basically the the uh, interior cover. You know the, the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Fuck the, I can't remember what it's called. I know the word. It's on the tip of my tongue. The flyleaf. Yeah, like only the inside of the cover. Right. Okay. Illustration. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I did one of those for Nettle and Bone, and they want one for What Moves the Dead, oh, which, boy. you know, is all evil rabbits, which is fine, because I'm great at evil rabbits, but yes. I have to actually sit down and remember how to draw an evil fucking rabbit, so... And it's really tough with that cover painting, too. Uh, fortunately, I am stylistically so wildly different <laughs> that I am not, like... Yeah, I, I just have to not look at the cover painting at all while I'm doing it because, oh my god, it's such a good cover. It like, really this is. is. It really is. One of the is. best covers I've ever had. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and the original is the original still in a box? Uh, the original is in uh, the studio. In uh, uh, I, I have it. I need to frame it up, but I have to get the mat cut before I do anything because the the... Black paint is so uh, is one of those that will scuff really easily. Oh, so it's basically, yeah. I have to take it, I, I have to take it out, lay the mat on, and immediately put it in the frame and not touch <laughs> anything until that is done. So it's, right, mm -hmm. yeah, the, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Which I can do. I've worked in a frame shop. It's just getting all of the stuff assembled and mm -hmm. doing the the deed. But yes. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. So after this is done, I'm going to go draw more evil rabbits. You should draw evil rabbits. Drawing I... evil rabbits is fun. So, at least I, I would hope it's fun. Would it I don't be know. better if it were evil chickens? No, chickens are really hard. Okay. Rabbits are like easy. Because, I don't know, uh, rabbits are easy for me anyway. I, okay. I've drawn a lot of rabbits, but no, uh, uh, chickens are really hard to draw. All right. Unless you're Lar. Unless, unless you're Lar, because Lar is just yeah. amazing like that. Yeah, I'll link to some, I'll link to Lar in yeah, the Lar show. Yeah, Lar D'Souza uh, has done some beautiful art of chickens, and usually of Kevin with chickens. Yes. And also very amusing. It's always fun to see them. Yes. So. But we have an interview. We do. Enough about rabbits um, and chickens and yes. Mooka. So Maria is a, um, I guess, a personal trainer, as it were, um, and does uh, has a, a website and a, a service, uh, fitnessreloaded.com, and works with uh, uh, coaching and healthy habits and, you know, a lot of self-improvement on that score. And since now we're halfway through January, and I bet everybody else is already sort of 
gone poo-poo at their, I'm going to eat healthier this year, New Year's <laughs> resolution. I'm here to make you feel guilty. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> no. But what we are going to do is we're going to have a great talk with Maria about how she stays organized right after this. here today with Maria, and I'm really excited to have Maria on to answer uh, all about how she stays productive. Uh, Maria, can I ask you to introduce yourself in a significantly better way than I just did? Sounds good. So, hello everybody. My name is Maria Brilaki, and I'm the author of Surprisingly Unstuck, The Power of Small Healthy Habits in a World Addicted to Instant, instant Results. And I'm also the founder of fitnessreloaded.com, where I empower people to lose weight and get healthy through habits and understanding their own bio data. And I'm here to talk about productivity and <laughs> habits. Uh, I am a little curious, by the way. Um, so uh, you, you're talking about bio data, and that's actually something I've recently uh, become more interested in as I'm gathering more data with, uh, I have one of the smart rings now to manage sleep information and fitness information. And I've got, you know, my Apple watch gathering data and um, as someone with uh, type two diabetes, I'm working on getting a continuous glucose monitor that will integrate yeah. into all of that right now. So um, health data is one of my current and probably ongoing hotspots. So uh, we'll be excited to talk about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So how do you keep yourself productive? Well, uh, the best way I have found for myself to stay productive is mm -hmm. not actually through apps, but by being very basic. And my okay. way of being very basic is whiteboards. Ooh. So at home, I have two whiteboards and one more board that serves for my meal planning, but that's also on the that's in the fridge, so it's kind, yeah. of, kind of similar. So uh, that's my go-to. Like if I want something done, I go write it on my whiteboard and then I delete it as I go through my to-do list. And the other thing that helps me stay productive is my is Google Calendar. So oh, I use Google Calendar yeah. for events and then whiteboards, my to-dos. And occasionally I also write them down on paper or my computer like on the Notes app. That's the more... I take, I, I get, but yeah, I found the system works for me better than, um, even other systems like Kanban or mm -hmm. just using apps. I, I like the simplicity of it and especially having it physically in my space, staring at me, that is very effective. Oh no, I understand completely. I mean, I have, well, my, my, uh, interview schedules is a whiteboard. Uh, actually I'm going to pick up. But it's a whiteboard with, uh, can, can, I'm missing it. There it is. I don't know if you can see that very well, yeah, but it's a whiteboard it, with, with little magnetic whiteboards on it. 
So each of what looks like a, a, a thing is actually a, a mini whiteboard that I can mm-hmm. move around on. A, um, and I have a personal Kanban that I use on and off depending on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, though, two whiteboards. So are they for different aspects or is it just big yes. side by side? So one is for work and the other one is for mm-hmm. personal. Okay. Occasionally I might use the work one for personal stuff if it happens to be empty. But overall, mm-hmm. this is the differentiation between the two. And, uh, and do you color code at all? I do not color code. I mean, I have different <laughs> colors, but they don't. It's just for me to separate things. There's no legends associated with right. uh, the different colors. Right. Yeah. But like you can, you, so you don't have like, well, here's the red marker and red marker is for high priority things or here's the green marker, green marker. Ah, so the way I do yeah. things is that I, 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 the whiteboard is always for the things I have to do today. Oh, okay. So I don't, uh, you know, if I don't do things today, then I raise it. I don't just carry over stuff. I don't just have a ton of stuff there just hanging out because I found this makes the whiteboards uh, not useful to me. Then I just ignore them. So every day I start with a clean whiteboard and I write the things I have to do on that day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And I found that this works very well. Do you um do you have a uh, uh like a target number of things you want to get done in a day? I mean, I know there's a lot of planner pages that are like, here are the top three things I need to get done today, or you know, here are the five goals for this week or whatever. Do you, do you use anything yeah. like that? So usually mm-hmm. I have one big thing, and mm-hmm. then I might have multiple small things. Okay. Uh, for work, that's easier. Like for personal, it might be multiple small things. If it's, let's say, on a weekend, I might have different runs and I'm actually going to write them down and be checking mm-hmm. them off as I do them. So for personal, I'm, and especially for weekends, I might have more, but on a daily basis, I usually have less because there's only okay. so many things you can do. And if you just write more, you will not do it. And you will feel like you're failing, even though your plan was unrealistic to start with. Um, right. So I try to always be realistic about, okay, like, will I be happy if I had, if all I did today was this one thing? Would today be a success? Mm-hmm. And if my answer is yes, I'm doing well. I'm being productive. Excellent. So, yeah, that that's absolutely the like the one of the best minimalist approaches I think I've heard. Like you know, well, it's just, yeah, yeah, I'm just glad the things hear. I need. Period. That's great. So I I, I get very easily distracted, and oh, I, okay. I I can lose my train of thought. I can start doing something, and while mm-hmm. I'm doing it, I find myself doing something else. So by having it physically written down and making mm-hmm. it simple. I just help myself stay on track and stay focused. Otherwise, I would just, it's not like it comes naturally for me. Right. right. My, my wife has um, ADHD, and so uh, the, I understand completely in trying to make sure she gets, like, I might want her to do something for the day and making sure that she is aware and doesn't get distracted halfway through or something like that is 
Uh, the struggle is real. Struggle is real. Yeah. 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 It's not like the environment does not provide us with triggers. Oh, right. To, yeah. to get distracted. <laughs> I've, Especially I've basically... when you work on a computer or even on your phone, it's just a mm -hmm. distraction and I keep on coming on. I, I have a separate computer just for work now, and I try to keep all social media and personal email and anything that might distract me from work off of it. They don't mm -hmm. always succeed, but um, yeah, it's it's the the world is full of distractions. Um, also, cats, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. So this is great. Um, there is one there anything... more thing that I do to stay organized, by the way, I have yeah. to say that in the beginning of every week and that mm -hmm. I do on a piece of paper, I write down all the things I want to do, Ooh. including personal, okay, mm -hmm. including errands or, or like tasks like laundry, I'm going to write it down. Okay. So I write down all the things I want to do and then I take a look at my calendar right. and try to schedule. Um, Okay. Time frames for some of the things that I want to do, but that's as far as my weekly planning goes because I don't always adhere to what I originally was planning for. But it gives me a certain structure about how my week, mm -hmm. how I want my week to go, and then I depend on my daily whiteboard planning. Right, right. So, do you set aside just? Do you set aside specific blocks of time, like, well, it's 2 p.m. Tuesday, and I want to get this done at 2 p.m. Tuesday, and it should take me about two hours, so I'm going to assign two yes, hours? You're just yes. like, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it helps me think through what is it that I'm doing this week, what do I want to accomplish, and how much time do I think it's going to take me, and is this really something that I can get done this week? Will I need two weeks? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, get, it right. makes you go through this process of planning. So, right. because you need like kind of the big picture, so you can do the daily stuff later on. Mm -hmm. Yes, time boxing is uh, is the the formal term for it. But um, great, um, I always have trouble with time boxing because I either give too much time or too little time. I never figured out the exact balance on some things, um, especially at my day job where that time box might be uh, interrupted by. Um, you know, some sort of emergency. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a technical person, so some days I'm on call, and so I cannot hope that I have two hours in a one spot to do a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I do like time boxing, though. I, I wish my day job was a little more amenable to it <laughs> sometimes. So... Wow, um, I think we've we've even covered, I think, a, a big chunk of the habits. Are there any other tools or habits or, or processes you use for all this? Uh, you mean for productivity specifically? I mean, or just in keeping yourself organized through the the course of a week, a month, a year? Yeah. So, so, the, uh, and another habit that helps me stay organized is meal planning. Oh yeah. Because if I don't have cooked food at home, I feel I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you feel a, a different level of security when you know you have food to eat mm -hmm. and you don't need to worry about what it is you're going to eat. 
Okay. So it's really important to me to know what am I eating on a daily basis and to know that I, I have my ingredients and I'm ready to go and I will not be stuck starving with having nothing right. to eat. Okay. So that doesn't mm -hmm. happen to me because I plan and I have something to eat. Right. Usually it's good and nutritious. So I'm happy. Other, otherwise I will be, I don't want to say upset. Uh, grumpy. I don't know. It wouldn't be good. Right. Grumpy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's really easy in that situation. Um, I found to make bad choices. It's okay. yes. Yes. If yes. you, if you, if you leave it to the last minute, you're probably going to open mm -hmm. your freezer. You're going to take out a pizza or you're going to order something that's not ideal. Right. So you're not going to feel as good and you're not going to eat as well. And, um, yeah. Many of these problems just get solved if you pay some attention to it and, and plan. And the best way to plan, in my opinion, is to do it uh, twice a week. Mm -hmm. So if you plan twice a week for like the next two, three days to have an idea about what meals you want, then that's enough to have a good structure. Yeah. Because then, you know, sometimes things change. You go mm -hmm. out instead of eating home. You have leftovers. Oh, yeah. That you were not planning for so you don't need to have everything extremely <laughs> structured and rigid but if you do it twice a week for a couple of days you're pretty good and if you plan appropriately okay maybe you got invited out to dinner one night and the the ingredients are still good the next day hopefully yeah, exactly you know. yeah 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 um now do you plan like an entire day's worth of meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, or do you just the big one, which is, you know, either lunch or dinner or. So I, i I used to plan uh, at least uh, one meal for every day, mm -hmm. but whenever right. I make that meal, that's for me to eat a number of days. Okay. Uh, okay. That yeah. said, recently uh, my daughter got diagnosed with type one diabetes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that has made meal planning way more important and something mm -hmm. I do every day because I need to plan everything. I need to plan snacks. I need yep. to measure everything to make sure that it's appropriate mm -hmm. and we can adjust her, her insulin and all of that. Yeah. So now meal planning has taken a whole new different uh, oh, yeah. level and it's necessary. Now it's not just something I do to stay productive and not be grumpy and, you know, mm -hmm. be happy and healthy. This is now like serious stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and it's been 10, 11 years now, I, yeah, I had to do an entire shift and rethink, like, okay, what is this going to do to my blood sugar? Like, I don't have to worry about, I'm, I, mine is not advanced to the point where I have to worry about insulin dosages, but it is the whole, if I have, say, potato chips with lunch, then what can't I have at dinner kind of thing? Or yeah. uh, it's the holiday and I want a slice of pie. Well, great. Um, what is that slice of pie doing to my body? And if yeah. I'm only having it like one slice one day a year, that's one thing. But like we can't have a whole pie in the house anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no. And uh, uh, as we were discussing before, or uh, at the very beginning, um, you know, I, I'm working on getting a, a newer, smart, continuous glucose monitor, 
So now I'm very curious. Uh, does your is your daughter? Using yeah, she has like one. That? Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, she has the Dexcom one. Oh, that's the one I'm trying to get. That's the one yeah, I'm yeah. trying it's, to get. It's, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Hmm? It, it gives you a number the whole time, and then people can follow you from their own devices. So you can have, mm-hmm. let's say, your wife follow you. Uh, and, uh, and and she will be able to let's say see uh, if it's going up or down, and she can also mm-hmm. put alerts on her phone. So if yeah. you're, of course, you're a type two, so that it's better for you. Right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because when mine's but, alerting, then I can probably take some steps. If hers is alerting, if your daughter's is alerting, that may be it's more important for you to know because she may be in crisis. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but the other hand is uh, when apparently paired with, uh, an insulin pump as well, it can start yeah. making those adjustments, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is so different from when my grandmother had it, uh, 20, you, 30, 40 years ago, right? Did you have type one or type two? Um, I don't recall i what she ended up having to take like insulin pills um with every meal so i think it was type two probably type I, two yeah did it yeah, start late this, in life or did it start early um i don't know okay. i should i i that's that's a piece of family history i don't know what i do know is that almost everyone else in the family unbeknownst to me develops type 2 diabetes at some point so mm-hmm. There was, there was this moment where my cousin was like, so is it type 1 or type 2 like everybody else in the family? And I'm like, uh, time out. What do you mean like everyone else in the family? Oh, surprise. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it's so it's it's fascinating how, how far the technology has come, though. Yes, yeah. definitely. Technology is a big help. Like I cannot imagine mm-hmm. uh, years ago when they measuring the blood glucose with finger pricks and they had to do you know a few every day and that's still so little very few data like right now yeah, I get yeah. data all the time which helps mm-hmm. me make good decisions so that I make sure that she doesn't let's say get it low and uh, then she needs to go to the hospital or something yeah yeah well if um, you if you if you just depend on the finger prick then uh, you're very likely to miss uh, situations that you shouldn't miss I am um, I'm well aware because as 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 recent as three years ago, um, all I could get was the finger pricks. Yeah. So you know, and also you know, American insurance companies they would only give you so many test strips a month, so you had to be like, so there were whole swaths of data missing. So maybe you could only test two times a day, mm-hmm. right? Which is uh, not not enough data, as I found out. Um, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Um. Wow. So that's a lot and a lot of habits and a lot of stuff to kind of keep track of in there. Yeah, um, you need to be organized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with all that going on, um, I guess we can, like, we hit the, that fourth question about, you know, how do you decide what to do first in the day? But there's also, like, that extra complexity of, like, what does a typical day look like with all of that? Ah, okay. So I wake up early. Mm-hmm. So my new habit is to wake up um, a little after five. 
so I can do okay. some, so I can get some work done, and then I have time to do any food preparation for my daughter. Mm -hmm. So I need to plan her. Well, her breakfast is standardized. Then right. I have morning snack, afternoon snack, and lunch. Mm -hmm. And I have I'm using right now the My Fitness Pal app. Okay. To calculate her macros and pay attention to the amount of carbohydrates. Um, and adjust my meals based on how my, many carbs I want her to eat. Mm -hmm. So I have to be, so I make decisions about that, um, in conjunction with using my fitness ball. Uh -huh. And, um, in the meantime, my daughter has to wake up. She wakes up. I make her breakfast. <laughs> so in the meantime, I've, you know, I've made her lunchbox and yeah, she's yeah, ready yeah. to go. And then I can do my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, gosh. Yeah, I, I remember that whole rush uh, in the mornings. My my children are out of the house now. My my mm -hmm. youngest is a sophomore in college now. It's a great feeling. But I, I am keenly aware of how crazy a morning can be trying to get all of that done. And then get yourself in a mindset for work. Yeah, that's why. So the, the um, waking up early is a recent habit. And that's partially mm -hmm. why I decided to do that. Because I didn't want to be in a rush. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I also wanted yeah. to get more things done. So, a uh, new habit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then work, um, which actually leads to that question. Is that, do you do that first, like that, I'm not going to call it triage, but that sort of planning for your day in that block between I've woken up and we're doing the food prep and all of that? Or do you wait until after... Um, She's off to uh, wherever she's off to for the day. <laughs> well, may, sometimes the schedule is done for me. Like if I have meetings or if mm -hmm. I have scheduled something on my calendar from mm -hmm. my weekly planning. So sometimes I already know what it is that I'm doing. But if right. I have flexibility, it depends. Sometimes I decided uh, on, after I wake up because I said I have some time to, to work. But yeah. sometimes it also happens the night before because uh, the night before when I go to bed, I plan about my next day. But that sometimes okay. happens at night. Sometimes it happens in the morning off. So it's not fixed right now. As of right now, it's not fixed. Mm -hmm. You get that whole, all right, I'm going to go to bed and your brain is still moving. And you have to say, that is a tomorrow problem, not a today problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, there is a new habit I started recently. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard of um, morning pages. No. Uh, so there is this book called The Artist's Way, written by Julia Cameron. Okay, hold on, hold on. I have I have a gifted copy right here that I have not There's had a book. chance to read yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> So what this book advises you to do is to write three pages every day in the morning. Now, I've started this habit about like two weeks ago. I don't do mm -hmm. it necessarily every day, but I do it most days. And I don't necessarily do it in the morning. I might do it later on. Okay. Okay. But uh, I find that this process of writing um, sometimes ends up being planning, which is okay. fine because she she gives you freedom to write about whatever. You mm -hmm. can even write... I don't have anything to write. I don't have anything to write. I don't have anything to write if you want. 
uh, it, it's a good habit and it helps you take the things you have in your head and mm-hmm. put them on paper so that you can be more focused. Yeah. And I did this. That was one of the reasons I did it, to have le- fewer things in my head. Yeah. And I thought I'd, I'm doing it as a test. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to give it a go at least until um, the end of January. Okay. And then I'm going to evaluate um, the effect and if I like it or not. Yeah, yeah. But so um, far, so far, I'm happy. So far, so good. Yeah. There was a, a quote in a Tom Clancy book I read ages and ages ago um, when Tom Clancy was still actually writing the books under his name. Um, <laughs> that uh, it was, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And that, that kind of paired at the time later when I was reading um, uh, David Allen's Getting Things Done, it basically said the same thing. Take it out of your head and put it on paper or put it into your you know, your inbox so that you can sort it and figure out if this is a thing, but get it out of your head because if it's in your head, you're never going to do it, right? Or you're, yeah, you, it's, it's very easy to And then it creates a clutter yeah. in your head. It's like mm-hmm. clogging everything. Yeah, yeah. The last thing any of us needs is more clutter up there, right? <laughs> no, we don't need more clutter. We need decluttering. So minimalism, yes. thought minimalism, you know? Thought minimalism, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so um, work, lunch. I'm sure at some point you're eating lunch in there. And then. Yes, I ate lunch around 7. Now, so- sometime around mm-hmm. that time, I might also go for a walk because okay. I try to walk every day. Um, and then I have more work until about 5 when I have to pick my daughter up from school and on mom duty until she goes to bed. And then after that, I do my pages of <laughs> work, housework. Usually I have some chores to do at night, and then I go to Cool. The week. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're getting a little interference, and I don't know if that's your connection or my connection. So. I don't know. I, I hear you fine. Okay. We'll just blame my end. That's fine. Okay. We'll blame the cat sitting on my desk while I try to get my my uh, note taking. There it goes. Okay. Trying to change, trying to get a new page, and it was like no. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing um, you're if you're getting up earlier, you're going to bed earlier. I noticed that that started to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I sleep usually by ten. Oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm a little jealous. I don't usually get to sleep. I, I, I still end up going to sleep later than that, but it seems to be as the the dog has started getting me up early. Mm. So I don't necessarily have a choice in the matter, but I am finding I'm starting to like wind down and be ready to sleep earlier now as that shift has happened. I am ready to sleep. It's just that I, I actually have to delay because I have things to do, but I am ready to go to bed. <laughs> I am. I, I actually, I've been working from home for 10 years now. Been 10, yeah, okay. it's been over 10 years. So one of the things I've learned is that I can steal away five minutes to load the dishwasher, or I can steal away 10 minutes yeah. to bring the laundry downstairs and, and something like that. So 
I try to I try to take breaks occasionally to do housework rather than. You know, yeah. it, it's a it's a good way to take those mini breaks. It gives you mm-hmm. a mental mental break as well, and increases yeah. your step count a little bit, so mm-hmm. that you also don't sit the whole time. Yeah, which is not good for your health. Oh, uh, so it's it good to use chores as an excuse to just get off your chair and and do something. Yeah, I mean, I also I, I upgraded a couple of years ago to a sit stand desk, so I can so I will stand and work sometimes, and. Um, I started keeping chickens a couple years ago, and so I have to go outside to spend time with my chickens at least twice a day. (laughs) Okay, that's nice. So you have have eggs? Uh, Yes, we're at the slow season right now. There was a point a couple months ago where I had close to six dozen eggs in my refrigerator. Okay. Um, yeah, so when they get going, they get going, but they've, they've slowed down now for the winter. <laughs> so do you have to go there every day in the morning to pick the eggs? Um, I usually, uh, so I go out in the morning and I give them their treats because I spoil my chickens because happy chickens make tasty eggs. Um, but they get, you know, that's when they get uh, scratch and I check their food, make sure they have enough water. And that's when I pick up, I'll pick up eggs then. And then I might go out to give them more treats in the afternoon, maybe two or three times if I'm having a really rough day, because it's, yeah. it's like this moment of peace. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and I'll check for eggs and sometimes I'll, I'll find more and sometimes I won't. Like tonight when I went in to make sure everybody was, had gone to bed. Yes. I go to check to make sure my chickens go to bed every night. Um, there were two eggs that were not there when I was out <laughs> earlier. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a thing that happens. Now, by the time this releases, maybe towards the end of January, if weather is starting to warm up, they might be starting on the egg train again. Which you know, uh, animals yeah. also help provide structure in your day because yeah. you know they mm-hmm. go to bed at, at a certain time every day. I mean, I mean, at least birds tend to do that, not all yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they they give you structure, or you know the dog needs to be walked, or mm-hmm. yeah. What's what's interesting about outdoor animals like um, livestock, like chickens or ducks, or, or um, we have a friend who keeps sheep and goats. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that their daily structure is much more around when the sun comes up and when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. for example, the sun has been down for about two hours now and my chickens have been in, I'm putting this in air quotes, in bed, you know, in their coop yeah. for about two and a half hours now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It gets dark and they go to bed. Yep. And some days I wish I could too. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was a tangent. Um, and for those of you who are longtime listeners and at home, uh, apparently we've discussed chickens. So, According to at least one listener, now you should take a drink. I don't know. I don't make the rules. That's, someone <laughs> joked that there's a drinking game and you should take a drink when, when I mention chickens. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, talk about the, the, what, I, what I consider the fun questions. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. But, uh, yes, um, I am. You know, these, these are the questions that I think are a little, even more, a, a little more... Um, abstract, a little more 
right? Um, so the first one is, um, what is the best advice you have been given or, and sometimes both, um, what's the best advice you would give someone else? Um, I would, I, I believe of, um, clearly there's lots of pieces of advice that have been, mm-hmm. uh, uh, very, uh, meaningful. But if I were to single out one, I would pick, uh, to think about what you want, not what you don't want. Meaning, okay. uh, I think many times we'll just get carried away by thinking all the things we don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. Like we think about what we want, but we think fit in terms of what we don't want. But what if you were right. to actually think about what it is that you want? It actually puts you in a completely different mindset. And I'm not just talking about big goals. I'm also talking about small ones. So for instance, last night I went to bed and mm-hmm. at some point I started worrying about, uh, Something. Now, it, it also happens that what I started worrying about is outside of my control. But even if it were to be within my control, I thought, wait a minute. I'm now in bed and my plan was to sleep well so I can wake up in the morning and have a productive, productive day and do all the things I want to accomplish. So I'm going back to my intention, which is for me to have a good night's sleep. So I'm going to be thinking things that will help me have a good night's sleep. So I started being excited, excited about uh, the day, the things that, you know, the things I look forward to. So I completely switched, um, um, switch, I don't know, frequency, <laughs> switch <Yeah>. frequency. <laughs> and uh, right. I stopped uh, thinking about the things that are worrying me because uh, if I were to just think about the things I don't want, or even if, or if, or even if I, were, I were to say I don't want to not sleep well, that wouldn't help me actually produce the thoughts to help me sleep well. Right, right. Yeah, so I yeah. find that this is, uh, it sounds it sounds simple, but it's not easy to do. But it, And it is very effective to always think, what is it that I want right now? Like, don't forget what it is that you want. Don't get distracted by what other people are doing. Uh, because sometimes we get distracted. Oh, but why should I do this thing when this other person is doing that other stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Right. What do you want? And go for what you want. Wow. Yeah, no, that's great. Now now I have a whole new... This this will be a new technique that I will be applying. Right? So... It's very effective. It's very yeah. effective. Very effective. And you can practice it all the time because uh, we we do tend to spend a lot of time thinking about all the things we don't want. I want mm-hmm. this person to do this and I don't want uh, this other thing to happen. And right. I don't want to rain tomorrow or whatever it is you're thinking, <laughs> you know, think about what you want and the things you're going to do and stay yeah. there. Ooh. All right. Now More for the... <laughs> um, and now for what uh, is often the easy to answer but sad question. Sad, okay. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, so usually there are some emotions involved. You might be sad mm-hmm. or you might be angry. Okay, so that's normal. 
But then yeah. there's only one thing left to do, and that is to learn from it. Try to understand what happened. I think uh, a lot of many of us do is we try to fix something without yeah. necessarily understanding it. Like we want a different outcome, but we don't necessarily understand what it is that needs to happen. So first understand right. what happened. Like, why do you get this outcome? Truly understand it. Not Don't give like a superficial uh, <laughs> reason about why you think this thing happened. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, you know, and then you can derive insights to help you make better decisions in the future. So I wouldn't yeah. say I don't, I don't dwell on it. I, I'm just approaching it with curiosity. Okay. What happened here? Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, this is, this is something I had to learn, right? It was, it was not something that it's not something a lot of people, uh, come naturally to. It's almost like for, for a lot of people, that's a learned skill. I, I mean, yeah, it's not fun, but um, the the more you do it, mm -hmm. the better you get at it. And, you know, if you don't do it, then you will end up living such a smaller life. Yeah. So why... So it, it's it's always good to put that in this context that if I were not to have this failure, my life would be would have been smaller. Yeah. I would be living. Okay, are you less. ready for the what's that? I would be living less. Yes. Yes. Ah, um, all right. Are you ready for the happy but difficult to answer question? Okay. <laughs> Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Yes, I always celebrate. <laughs> because it's really important to celebrate. If you don't celebrate, you're doing yourself a disservice. You should celebrate even the small things. Because by celebrating even the small wins, you create momentum. So you should not miss your chance to create momentum that's going you, that's taking you to where you want to go, even if your win is very small. So a mental high five is enough, you know, just, you know, right. tell yourself you're doing a good job. Let's say you, you, let's say you did something simple that other people would dismiss or you would dismiss. Like, let's say you vacuumed the house three days in a row and you're like, now I'm going to be celebrating for, you know, vacuuming. You know, if this is your hub, if you want to have a cleaner house and that's your goal you're working towards, yes, you will celebrate. Oh, yeah. The vacuum. Yeah. You know, don't tell yourself, oh, but it only took three minutes or whatever. No, celebrate it. Be yeah. like, yay, me. And then, for the, do you do anything special for the big things? For the big things, um, I mean, I like to celebrate with friends and family. So if <laughs> this is really something big, then usually it's something you want to share with others. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree. Even... Um, there's a, a thing that goes on every year on the tech side called Advent of Code, where they give you programming challenges every day. And, you know, so there's already a little win that I, I get a, a little star next to my name on the, the list of who's finished for the day. But I also have to take this moment and go, yes, because even if I'm the only one in the house, because I solved a problem, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Ah, well, that's all that stuff. Um, is there anything you want to add? And then let's talk about this this new this new endeavor you've got going on. New endeavor? Um, the 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 the, the fitness. Um, the 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 website fitness related the new stuff. Yes, what a, and the okay. book. We have to talk about the book. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell me all uh, about so, it. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I I got into uh, health fitness many no I mean over ten years ago, and the reason I got into it is that I was thinking what is important in my life it's to live a long and healthy life. And to do that, I need to uh, have good healthy habits and not be on and off. Because on and off right. will not create me the long, healthy life that I'm dreaming about. And in order for me to create new habits and be consistent, it needs to be my second nature. I need right. to be one of those people who do those things on a daily basis because that's who they are, not someone who debates Oh, you know, doing my exercise or what I'm, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the food and all of that. Like if you're debating, it's not your habit. If it's your second nature, then it's your habit. So that's how I discovered habits. I thought, okay, this is really the key. How do I wire them in my brain so that I become this person who has the healthy behaviors on a daily basis? And that's actually a few years later, I wrote my book, the surprisingly unstuck book, uh, which has done very well, has been read by over 60,000 people. And it really emphasizes the importance of small habits. Like really, 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 uh, I call them ridiculously small. Of course, that's not the only way to go, but it's one way to go. Oh, yeah. And uh, right now I have a platform that helps people lose weight and create uh, healthy habits by understanding mm -hmm. their behavior. And like I mentioned before, their data. Right. So first you have to understand what you're doing and then you can analyze and then you can take steps to change and move towards where you want to go. Yeah, and that's my my day job is is actually about I I work for a company that um uh called Elastic and we basically it's about get data in, be able to search data and generate reports and meaningful mm -hmm. information off of all that data. Uh, it's always a very interesting problem to solve, right? Like there's there's often people who, um, one of our big solutions, it's all about, you know, uh, uh, first it was, well, how do we get errors? How do we get log information from computers in so that we can look for errors or find out what's going mm -hmm. on? And then it became, well, we have all this information. How do we find out about you know, not just um, after the fact, but maybe identifying security things as they're going on. Um, and uh, and I, I think about that, and essentially what you're doing is you're doing a lot of that, but with health data. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I, I mean, I'm a, I've got my Apple Watch, I've got my, my, my Uber Ring, I've got, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm getting my smart glucose monitor. Um, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about the platform. Like, what all does it bring together? I'm fascinated by this. Um, so, uh, when you get started, 
mm-hmm. you're gonna create your plan and part mm-hmm. uh, how much weight you want to lose, and you're gonna start identifying the habits that have been not working as well for you and that you need mm-hmm. to change. Right. Uh, and those habits will also be you will be discovering more and more as you go through the program and try to apply the things because you'll be asking yourself, why did I not do what I said I was going to do? Right. Okay. So some data have to do with your nutrition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is like um, calorie counting and tracking your macros. Okay. okay. And others might have to do with uh, your exercise, like your steps. And others are behavioral. Like, for instance, uh, I overate on Thursday. But why did I overate on Thursday? Okay. And um, that was on my plan to overate on Thursday. Okay. So was it <laughs> was it me not planning to the degree I should have that led me there? Or was it me thinking, um, I'll do it later or it doesn't matter or being peer pressured? Like, what was it? Like, you have to write, identify those things. And we do it methodically because every week you have to fill out your habit diary with this type of information that right. ranges from nutrition to exercise to your habits and even to the thoughts you're thinking because your thoughts also determine the actions you're going to take. In a lot of ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, let's say you wake up in the morning, you're supposed to do your exercise, but you're like, okay, I'll do it later. That's your thought. And then maybe you don't do your exercise (laughs) and that's, that's okay once in a while. But if it's a pattern for you, then the, don't do it later. It means you will not do it. So you need to know that this is what it actually means for you because in the moment you believe it, you really think you will do it later. Mm -hmm. No, you won't because that's not what it means for you. Right. So we, we, we get to this level of degree of understanding behavior. So it's not just, uh, your metrics, it's also understanding your behavior. And then when you understand your behavior, then you can be like, okay, now I know what to do. Because then the second part of the program is giving people advice. Uh, and would mm-hmm. I do this through coaching. And also I have over 30 courses that describe wow. how to change all the habits that uh, affect your weight. Okay. That can be from peer pressure, like uh, you. Mm-hmm. Your aunt's cookies, you have to try another one and you go out <laughs> and they make you drink and all of that. And come on, birthday is just once a year. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stressed, so I'm going to eat because why not? Mm-hmm. Or I see this as my treat. Okay. I treat myself by eating, let's say, things that are not very good for me. Um to exercise, like I want to exercise, but then I see it as a chore. So how do you get over that? So through coaching, yeah. you will get the advice to about how to change all of the behaviors that do need change. And then that's also in the academy, which is where all the courses are. Right, right. But it first starts with understanding your patterns. Because without understanding, like I said before, you can't just jump to the solution. Plus, yeah. what more, more people think they need is discipline. That is not true. No. Okay. That's not true. That's trying to shame yourself into doing something without right. understanding what has really been driving your behavior. Yeah. So, so it's, it's about behavioral changes. And is it, 
I, and this is this is sort of a, a, a little bit of a, of a difficult question. Is it all centered around weight, or are you talking just like, or are you talking health, nutrition, and you can focus on weight if you want to, but it's really about making the good choices so that you're eating better, so that you're feeling better, not right because I I know some people who they can try every weight management or whatever and that's it does not change but changing their diet changes how they feel how much energy they have and, and all that sort of thing so so you can go through the program without mm -hmm. trying to lose weight mm -hmm. you don't have to right uh, but you will but if my, my <laughs> point is if you want to lose weight if you want to lose weight you will yeah Okay. It's not a mystery. That's the thing about it. That's where understanding comes right. in. Meaning if you're trying different things and you don't get the results you want and you don't know why, well, you need some understanding. And when you come right. to Reload, you will get that understanding. You will know exactly where your chain, you know, where the path yeah, is yeah. broken and, and what steps need to be fixed. And you will know what to do. So you will no longer have the mystery. Like that's what people say. Like it's no longer guesswork. Like I right. know exactly right. what's going to happen and I know what to do, which is very empowering because that's what happens oh, with yes. knowledge. You feel empowered. Now you know what's happening. You're like, oh, now I understand, you know, now it just makes sense. And I don't see myself, you know, as a loser who's just trying and trying and not succeeding. Yeah. But that's where most people are when they get demotivated after trying a bunch of things and not mm -hmm. getting the results that they wanted. They feel, yeah. they, 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 they personally feel like they're failing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow! All right, so we will uh, we will check that out. Uh, everybody who's listening at home, you're going to check that out, right? Cool. Fitnessreloaded.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say on my my personal fitness journey over the years, it has not it has uh, it has always been about um, being able to do the things I want to do. And, you know, like, I don't know, I, I, now I'm moving large quantities of animal feed at least once a week. So <laughs> it's not like I have a regular exercise regimen. It's just like that 50 pounds of chicken feed isn't going to move itself. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, uh, we did, I, I, we do ask people to, uh, to suggest a charity for uh, our listeners to give to. And you had a really interesting take about it when we were talking about it before the show. Yeah, so what I was saying is that I don't necessarily have a specific favorite charity. It depends on what okay. I think, what cause attracts me in the moment. Uh, like a couple of years ago, let's say I donated to ActionAid for the specific program they were doing to help refugees who were coming to Greece because at the time it was crazy with yeah. the amount of refugees that were coming. Uh, so I did that. So I believe, uh, the, always at, a, at any point, there are some things that are urgent right mm -hmm. now. So maybe you're better off donating to those things that need attention. Like we were talking about the Afghan people mm -hmm. who yeah. might be in need right now. That might be a good cause to donate towards too in yeah. the moment. And, um, I know a couple, um, months ago, um, there was a very large crisis. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there still is a crisis on the southern U.S. border, but that, uh, uh, you know, the funding for legal defense 
was very important. And so that was one of the things that we were recommending at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome sauce. Um, all right. Now, we have fitnessreloaded.com. Where else can we find you online if you care to share? Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at Fitness Reloaded. And also, you can look up uh, Fitness Reloaded on YouTube. I'd love to Ooh. have you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I try to release one video every week um, <laughs> explaining weight loss and healthy habits. So, come click yeah. subscribe. <laughs> and, and, and notify. You have to click the bell. And and notify. The... Yeah, click yeah. the notification. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not Leave on a the, comment, uh, like, all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not on the TikTok wave yet. I'm not on the TikTok wave, so it's. You know, I created an account and I think I posted one video, so <laughs> I'm not advertising it because uh, right. I haven't taken it seriously, at least not so far. Yeah, and by the time you know, I, I I figure at this point, by the time I get it figured out, there will be something new. So I'm just going to let it go because it's too late okay. for me. <laughs> you don't have to be in every platform. That's right. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, Maria. Thank you so much. Well, I thank you for, for having me over. It was really nice chatting with you. And um, anytime you want to come back, feel free. Just drop me an email. We'll make it happen. I'll keep in mind. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. And uh, And for the people at home, we'll be right back after... First, big thanks to Maria for uh, coming on the show and having a chat with us. I had a lot of fun, and um, I, you know, thought some of that was really fast. It's fascinating to see somebody using the analog tools in a digital age, um, but I also understand why you might want to do that. Um, absolutely fantastic. So check out Maria's stuff. Um, and that brings us to our word for the week. What is our word for the week? Our word for the week, since we spent a lot of time in the first part of the show talking about it, is MUCA. Um, and you can go... That's M-U-C-H-A. Thank you, yes. Um, sorry, I knew that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can go to productivityalchemy.com. You will see a little box where you can put in a badge code, which is what the word is. You type in MUCA, and ta-da, you'll have a badge. And there are also links there that talk about um, what badges are, um, how to get them, and, you know, all about the whole open badges thing if you're the kind of person who wants to collect things. So there's that. And it's a collection you don't have to store anywhere. Which, yes, you know. absolutely. Did I, that's one thing I like about digital collections. They're not... They're not crypto-backed in any way, shape, or form, and anyone who suggests I do them in that way should uh, immediately shoot themselves into the sun out of a cannon. Yes. Anyway. 
Yes. Yeah. Strong feelings here. Strong feelings, yes. Another link you'll find there is a, a contact page um, with details on how you can send in letters for our letters show. Please send in letters. Kevin yes. likes letters. Yes, and there's also a link that says support, and you can find uh, all sorts of things under there. We encourage you not to actually use the link to support us. No, we're, we're doing great. And while there's a Patreon, which we don't need to make any bigger right now and there's coffee i enjoy coffee but i don't i have lots of coffee i'm expecting another shipment like tomorrow um we don't need it there are people yes. out there in the world who need it way more than we do and we would like to suggest you support some of them yes and uh as was uh maria's suggestion um the refugee crisis in greece has not stopped just because it's out of the news cycle um this happens with many refugee crises, is they're out of the news and we think, oh, that must be it, it's done now, and it's not. Um, so we would, uh, we encourage you to uh, send some money and support to people like uh, Cora. Um, K-H-O-R-A. Yes, or the International Rescue Committee, um, which I, I'll have links to these in the show notes. Um, and then there's uh, lighthouserelief.org. And uh, those are three organizations who are doing really, really important work. And as with all of those sorts of organizations, they never uh, quite have the amount of resources they need to complete their missions. Um, and as with so many refugee crises, there's not really an end to the mission until the crisis is over. Right, it's, until until yeah. all the refugees are, are no longer refugees, I, I you know, have new homes or, or et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's... It's messy. So, yeah. Um, so go out, give them some money. We don't need it. We're perfectly fine. Uh, even if we are, even if I am like two weeks behind where I, I wanted to be. So that's me. Wait, you're, you're two weeks behind? Yeah. Financially? No, no, I'm fine financially. Oh, okay. I meant in terms of my actual tasks and progress. No, oh, okay. No no. no, no, you were talking no, about finances. No. I was like, oh, shit, you're telling me right now in the middle of productivity alchemy? Do I have to write a check? No, 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 I'm great. Okay. Um, then, 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 okay, yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. You, you, I, I, it was just a segue through me. Bad, bad, bad segue. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, I'll own that one. Um, so anyway, uh, that's it from us this week. Um, go support some charities. Um, and if Maria's suggestions aren't speaking to you, please go out and give the money to an organization that needs it way more than we do. Um, we Food will be... banks and, and, Pet relief or all and animal shelters are always always yeah. always. Um, in the meantime, uh, y'all do your best out there. Um, Ursula will drive safe. I will catch up. Maybe I will find some time to repair chicken cam since it's not been working the last several days, weeks. I don't know. It's a little blurry right now. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll. I, I hope to find some time to work on that. And y'all do your best to um, stay productive. I have, like, nothing clever to add. I just have to go draw evil rabbits. Oh, darn. Yeah.